is that lift a real lift? Do you actually go up in that lift or no? Is that a weird question to ask? I've it's, always wondered. It's not a weird question, but you know, I cannot say because... Oh my God, you can't <laughs> say. You signed a non-disclosure agreement about that lift, haven't you? I guarantee oh. that's not a real lift. Hello and welcome to Girls With Goals. My name is Neve Marr. It's been a while since we chatted. Absolutely delighted to be back. It's career month here at HER. So for the month of May, we've got incredible profiles lined up. We're going to be talking about tricks of the trade. We're going to be talking about burnout, how to ask for a raise, all the good stuff. So if you want to head over to her.ie, click on the live section and also search for career month and you'll be treated to do an absolute feast of fantastic content. So speaking of fantastic, it's about time that I introduce my guest for this week. Fresh from the Dragon's Den, I'm so delighted to welcome my guest this week. Sharon Keegan is an Irish entrepreneur and also the owner of Athleisure Wear Business, Peach Lean. Sharon, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. I am honoured to be on this platform. Like this is something I follow religiously. So thank you so much for having me on. I'm delighted to be here. Oh, that's so fantastic to hear. We absolutely love that. Well, I mean, speaking of Peachy Lean, I'm sure that a huge amount of our audience who are listening have already heard about it. And we're we're going to talk, obviously, I said there about Dragon's Den. We were all watching you on the TV yeah. recently. So we're going to talk about that in a little while. But first, let's go back a little bit and talk about you and how Peachy Lean came to be in the first place. So look, we were talking about girls with goals, but I've always been a girl with goals. And I, 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 from a very early age, I would have been quite bossy, you know, and that sometimes is perceived um, as a negative. And I don't think that I think it's a really positive. I see if I see someone bossy, I'm saying, yes, that girl's a great leader. So I do want to just like start with that. I think any bossy yeah. women, let, let, let's let's celebrate all the bossy women in the world at the moment. They're amazing, right? Absolutely. Um, well, it's, yeah. it's actually the word bossy as well that I've always kind of taken issue with, because when you're a little girl, I was always called bossy and I would see, you know, Little boys with the same personality traits and the word bossy wasn't used for them. Do you know, it was it was just it was just very much a, a kind of a female word and it had negative connotations for some reason. Like you said there, it's a positive. It's fantastic. There should be, you know, everybody should be a boss, you know. Exactly. And we're, we're making it into that now. And I, and I love that you're so open about saying that because. Yeah. It shouldn't be negative. It's such a great trait for a female to have it is, is to be bossy, not not in a negative way, but to know what she wants and to boss people around in order to get it. I think that that's so empowering. So I would yeah. have been very bossy <laughs> growing up. And um, I kind of always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I loved the word entrepreneur. I kind of I, I loved business. My dad was a, a businessman. I really wanted to impress him. I'll be honest. What little girl doesn't want to impress their daddy? But um, yeah. I kind of ran different businesses. So I started with a company now, and I will apologize, and or maybe not, actually, I won't apologize. But yes, I am responsible for bringing spray tan into this country and making everyone's <laughs> skin orange. I started a spray tanning company when I was 19. And um, it was- Well, from all the Irish women, Sharon, I want to say a big thank Thank you, because <laughs> you changed my life forever. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm only remembering back and I didn't even know we'd speak about this, but my dad, God love him, like the being like, you know, the dad that he is. 
he used to work in Roadstone um, um, delivering blocks, you know, like for in for to building sites. <laughs> he had a few yeah. trucks in there. And what, like we, we sprayed him even one day. He's coming into, into Roadstone <laughs> with a big orange face. It was the most hilarious thing ever. But that just shows how, you know, he got behind me as the bossy madam. Anyway, we started that company. Um, it didn't succeed. It, it, it ended up, it was, it was actually a really funny story behind it. I started thinking I was going to be a millionaire got a new phone I had two phones and the first the second phone was for all the phone calls of all the spray spray tanning parties that I was going to um to execute and what happened was um all the phone the phone did ring because we were in the star newspaper and everything else the phone did ring but all it rang for was was women wanting the system to do it themselves so I had to pivot really quickly and say, okay, we'll, we'll sell the systems then. But look, it didn't work out. Wow. And yeah, so I ended up then working for Saint-Tropez uh, for, as our sales rep in Ireland, um, Saint-Tropez Tan, which we all know, a fabulous yeah. brand. I worked for them for a while. And then I went off traveling, had a ball, had an absolute ball, freedom for a few years. Um, when I came back, I was working for the Golden Pages doing uh, their, on their digital team, you know, basically just converting the yellow paper into digital ad- advertising yeah. and platforms. And it was actually at the Glastonbury Festival. Um, I love Glastonbury for anyone who listens here. I absolutely love Oh, me too, Sharon. I was there a few years back and it feels like it never happened, to be honest with you, because of the shit that we've all gone through. But Glastonbury is where my heart is. Absolutely. Well, listen, we're, to, we're soul sisters because Glastonbury, Absolutely. everyone in life, guys, needs to go to Glastonbury. It's it's heaven for adults. It's a playground for the, you know, just a freedom to let yourself just be creative. And it's magical. Yeah. It's a magical place. But anyway, I seen this huge queue in Glastonbury and I was like, what are they doing in that queue? So I got in the queue because I'm nosy and I got to the top of the queue and it was these amazing pies called Pie Minister Pies. And I thought, oh, God, these are so good. So I ended up then importing them into Ireland and running their business for them for eight years. So from 2008 to 2015. So I was the head of Pie Minister. I was the Irish Pie Minister lady here for... yeah for eight years for eight years you just joined a queue because of interest like honestly you see a big queue at Glastonbury it's usually the toilet so that wouldn't be something that I would do but that must be the entrepreneurial spirit within you and also it's so interesting that it was pies because pies are such a staple in the UK you know but in Ireland I don't think it's as much a part of a culture but when you look back at kind of your tanning past it does seem that you look at something in a different way than other people look at something and go we need that here do you know like it's very business orientated you know even from pies to tanning they sound so different but it's actually the same you're identifying something that you think Irish people really want yeah and that's I think that's it's not a gift I think we all have it in us it's just whether you want to explore or not yeah I can see what's missing sometimes here and you know the tan was one thing I was running that and it was an Irish business and that the pies were an Irish business mm. it was a subsidiary of a UK business but then as as like phones and social media started I was like okay we now have a global platform on our phones like literally in our hand is access to a global database like a global mm. customer so then I started thinking okay well what can we do for a global market and that's where like it's funny because I never knew that this is where I'm gonna we were gonna end up, but 
after Prime Minister, I, I became pregnant. I was actually, it was, I, was, <laughs> I was at the electric picnic, right? Now, this is a great, mm-hmm. I, this, this is a, an exclusive for her. Oh, me. Love that. <laughs> love an exclusive. An exclusive. Is it about right. another queue? <laughs> <laughs> well, we had our own queue at, at, at um, we, we had the stall in the, we were, we were at, with Prime Minister and um, we had our own stall in the electric picnic and we always had a queue at that stall, but it was at the electric picnic that I found out I was pregnant for the first time. Yeah. And I was like, oh God, I'm pregnant. It was 33. It was such a, a joy, but yeah. I very quickly, like very quickly got this major anxiety, right? like very quickly into the pregnancy. And I didn't know if that was just the norm, yeah. you know, like something's happening here, you know, new life, new shift. Like, what am I going to do with this business? It's taken up so much of my life. Um, I'm going to be a mom like you know we all struggle with the inner critic and that voice in the head that's like giving you all these like obstacles yeah so, so that anxiety became very overwhelming and um, unfortunately as well the business in 2015 the sterling rose really high very very quickly and importing mm-hmm. any product actually from the UK was 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 very very tough yeah and we had um we had huge amount of volume going into say Tesco's and um Super Value and at that time it was uh, Super Quinn I think it was yeah and anyway we had to pull the business really quickly within four weeks I was pregnant I just had my first baby then and I was like oh god I I worked with so many of my friends and I felt like such a failure I really I'd be honest so I think that fed into a bit of darkness and then I was diagnosed with postnatal depression right so it was in that period that um Peachy Lean was born I'm sorry, that was a really long-winded way of telling you that story. But. No, it's so necessary, though, I think. I think you need to know where you've started out and also the people who are beginning these businesses. And from an, you know, from an entrepreneur's point of view, you need to know what mindset people are in when they're embarking upon journeys like this or else... I personally don't think that it makes sense, you know. So you've you've just explained to our audience that like, you know, it was it was a changing point in your life whether that was a business but also in your personal life as well going through something like that and also struggling, you know, with postnatal depression as well to kind of then begin a business for a lot of people listening that sounds like a massive uphill battle to climb. But I mean for you was was kind of throwing yourself into that a distraction or was it something that you felt like you really needed at that time? Yeah, it's a bit of both. I, I definitely needed support. Mm-hmm. I, I, I needed people around me that were positive, that were uplifting, that were supportive, that didn't judge me or make me feel that I was, was not enough. Yeah. Um, but I also wanted a massive distraction as well because um, I was always used to being very, very busy and mm-hmm. um, incredibly busy. And I didn't know what I was running away from, which I've su- which I've come to realize now. We might get into that in the future, but yeah. in, in, in later on. But yeah, I was. I needed a distraction and I needed a support. So what I did was I applied for a course called um, UCD Innovation Academy. And it's a program, really. It's a postgraduate program. And it's for it's for kind of. It's for anyone really who's kind of stuck and then maybe they've done a degree or maybe they've been in a career and they just are a little bit unsatisfied and they just want to explore. Yeah. Okay. And this program literally changed my life because it allowed me to look at growth mindset, to look Mm -hmm. at it, to to be creative, to try, try and try and fail. And that's okay. It was okay to fail and not be judged. It was a great space for, um 
to be honest and, and actually say, this is what I want to do with my life. And for people to not, you've, you've, I think we all feel like people might sneer at us when we say exactly what we want from life. Yeah. But in this space, that didn't happen. We were encouraged to say it. And I, with Peachy Lean, kind of learned in that, in that culture of UCD Innovation Academy that that's what I wanted to do with something. You know, I wanted to bring that into something that I would give people a space or a platform to be creative, be honest, be real, be vulnerable, um, and and to have really honestly a good support network around them. And that's the idea. That was the idea from the start. But I never knew it was going to be spandex and nylon. I never knew that. <laughs> I never knew it was going to be spandex and nylon. So and you it, thought of it. You thought of it more in kind of the very early initial stages of it almost being more about the messaging and it being more about the community rather than you know the actual physicality of what this athleisure wear would ultimately become is that fair to say a hundred percent like the first initial idea that went on the table um you know try try fail again whatever it was but I, I put in this kind of um idea of like like a weight watchers community group where we'd sit around and discuss what we wanted to achieve and we'd be accountable to each other yeah. um in 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 pushing each other to to achieve them goals and dreams and that obviously didn't work and then we went back to the drawing board with an, with another idea that didn't work and then I said you know what and this is where the idea with the spandex and nylon came from yeah. I was in the gym so I I'm from Tala I'm a Californian and <laughs> um <laughs> I live in Wilkinstown now but very proud of my Californian roots and I used to go to this gym in Tala community uh, college and I actually better give a shout out to uh, Simon Summers who was my trainer there okay. but he he was very supportive to me and they used to take my baby for an hour a, a day and give me that hour which is such a gift to a, a young mm. mother who's struggling to um work on myself okay and any hour that you give to to yourself to work on yourself is just such an incredible thing to do imagine if you gave yourself one hour a day it's 365 hours in a year that's in like insane you could yeah you could do so much with that time but anyway so I gave myself this time and in the gym I felt really unconfident I felt like everyone was looking at me and they weren't yeah. no I know they weren't but in my head they were right <sighs> and um I needed this product. I needed something or extra support. So I used to wear Spanx underneath the gym wear because I was so embarrassed that Simon could see my underwear underneath my clothes. And I also had this kind of jelly belly, like a mum tum. Like mm -hmm. for anyone who's had a baby, it's kind of like jiggly belly for, you know, postnatal belly. And I just said, you know, what? I'm going to wear the Spanx underneath the leggings because, you know, that make me feel a bit more confident. And when on them days, when I did feel confident, I'd done much more work and I felt like I achieved more. So that's yeah. where the spark of, of or the light bulb went off. I thought, oh, so if I can build a product that actually makes women feel a little bit more supported, a little bit more confident, maybe we can get them moving. And then if we get them moving, they're going to feel better. And then they're going to join the community. And that's where it all started, literally from that idea. I mean, like not to sound too twee about it, but like mm. there's such a double meaning in what you're talking about when it comes to the feeling of support, because like you just described it so perfectly. It's it's a physical feeling of support, as in like you felt more supported physically with your spanks on underneath the gym gear but then that made you feel more supported from a you know mental health point of view so it it really does go hand in hand and this is something that like I've struggled with as well in in the past when it comes to that feeling of like you know you look at yourself in the mirror 
and you know that nobody else is looking at you and you should just get in there and put your head down and work because the minute you step back outside, you'll feel so much better. But that's that can be such a mental anguish for so many women. It's hard to walk into a gym. And I know like none of us have done it in like God knows how long now <laughs> at this point. But like it it is, it's, it's not only the struggle of actually going and picking up the heavy thing. Sometimes it's actually the mental hurdle of putting the clothes on and getting out the door, you know? Yeah. It really is. And Niamh, you, you, you said it so poignantly there. Like, it's the struggle with the inner self. Like, yeah. we we are our own worst critic. We, every one of us, and you and I now will connect on this because you now said the exact thing, exact thing that I felt, right? So we are our own inner critic. And we stop ourselves every day from doing the absolute things we should be doing to feel better. Yeah. And why do we do that? because it's more comfortable or we're afraid afraid or we're massive because like, it's all about fear yeah. we're afraid of what people might think of us right mm. and that's a thought that's a, just a thought that's the inner critic telling you something that you perceive to be true but it's not true it's all false and I have it's taken me 38 years to figure out that I am my own best friend like I am my own best friend my inner critic is just trying to keep me safe and lazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and not but hurt myself. I mean, myself, this is the thing. And, and sometimes that realization, like once you come to it, it's fantastic. But it doesn't mean that everybody gets there. And, no. you know, it takes a long time to get there as well. So, I mean, if we look at like the business, right? So mm -hmm. you yourself, Sharon, you, you had this and you knew, okay, well, this is the point of difference. This is something that I need to create. Athleisure wear vastly competitive industry I mean like you've got the big hitters in there you've got the smaller brands was that something that you like seen as it had started as such a different proposition in your head was it very natural for you to go okay this is what I'm going to make this is the product and this is going to be successful or were there doubts in your mind about stepping into such a competitive industry yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because it is. Look, it's a hugely competitive industry. And in Ireland alone, there's so many different brands. And I absolutely wish every one of them huge success because mm. there's there's enough boobs, bums, tums and legs in this world for everybody for to everybody. win. For everybody, everybody. There's so many. <laughs> there really is. And there's so many different demographics and so many different voices. Like I love the likes of Jim Plus Coffee who are speaking to, you know, like make like richer. richer. And I, lo I love that tagline and I love some of yeah. the Irish brands that have, have come, come about. I think, look, I think that with their brand, it's just a different demographic. I'm speaking to, to a demographic of women that sometimes have been a little bit left behind when it comes to the say advertising or the messaging behind um athleisure wear yeah and also like I never really wanted like don't get me wrong of course I have aspirations and dreams to run a global brand doesn't everybody who starts a business yeah. but it's coming from such a true place and such a want for people to actually get involved and do well and do better and the community speaks for itself because they all do better and and and, and make each other better and um, that like I think the transparency of that and the and the the realness of that is is why it's it's taken off and look yeah. we 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 do have plans for athleisure wear but I, it always may have came from the place of the community and and to connect with women and, and men we will eventually collect with men but also the mental health side and creating that yeah. content around the inner critic and teaching people because you're right 
not everyone is in the place to even hear about that that inner voice or inner critic right now. They will eventually get there. It happens to everybody, but it's just to get them moving. Movement for the mind. It's it's pure medicine. It's so refreshing to hear, uh, you know, somebody in business talk about this in almost a frame of mind of saying that there is room for everybody. And it's really nice to hear that because, you know, you hear a lot of entrepreneurs talking about that cutthroat, like killer instinct, you know, you, you have to beat down the competition and stuff. And like, yeah, I get that to a certain extent. It's also nice to hear somebody who has fantastic aspirations, but who's also knows the market enough to know that there is room for success if you believe in the product and you don't have to pull anybody else down in order to get there. You know, it's such a good message and it's such a strong message, I think, for people who are listening who want to venture into business in the future, you know, that if you have the conviction of your own product, you don't have to be tearing down competition. They're doing their own thing. Leave them to it, you know? Exactly that. We're we're all here to support each other. And look, we're Irish. We're all trying to make it in the global market like anyone who does well it's bula bus guys it's bula bus well done you know keep going and you know gym plus coffee reached out to me recently and and gave me retail space in their store like that's how much we champion each other like i love the guys i love what they're doing and 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 they and they support me too like i'm a mini business compared to them but they are championing us like they you know we're Look, we're never in competition. There's room for everybody. Absolutely. This is everybody. It. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about the den because your episode was so empowering. It was so moving. I was moved to tears when I watched it. I know the entire country was backing you and also probably moved to tears as well by your story and by your very emotive pitch. So, I mean, can we kind of talk a little bit about how you made that leap into applying for the show and, you know, a little bit of the behind the scenes. I mean, when you're in that lift, Sharon, how, like, how did you even <laughs> walk out there? You, you did so beautifully. Like, honestly, yeah. it was such a fantastic pitch, but tell me about that moment right before the doors open. And is it as intense in real life as it comes across on the screen? Oh my God. Right. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you all the goss. Okay. So, <laughs> so what happens is the show, um, they film you coming into the lift. And mm-hmm. um, so there's a few takes of you coming into the lift, but what I didn't realize, and this is how they get the entrepreneurs on the back foot. Okay. Because obviously it has to be real and some people do mess up. Okay. So they, they film you going in and out of the lift a few times. And then the last time, I didn't know that, 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 like, they didn't say, okay, this is it. Nobody says that. So you're going up in the lift a few times. And then the last time the doors open and there was the dragons. Stop. <laughs> Those cheeky little oh. producers. <laughs> so I was like, oh. And, and you're supposed to go out and you're supposed to stand on X marks the spot. And I yeah. burst out of the lift. The first person I seen was um, Deborah Maiden, who I adore. And I went, oh, hi, dragons. And I didn't even <laughs> stand on the spot. So look, I was just so overwhelmed. And I'll be honest as well now. I think I was saying this to a few people and look, it is a line, but I did have to fight the inner dragon first. So I had to fight my own inner dragon to even get into that lift. Like I, I was in a hairdresser's in Manchester the day before filming because we were in studio very early at 6am and the day before I got the curly blow dry, getting ready for the, for the pitch. And um, I suddenly had this like moment sitting there in the mirror 
with the girl blow drying my hair and I was like I can't do this like what the hell am I doing like I'm going to make an absolute show of myself on British television and the whole nation will see it and what I like I had this huge argument with the lovely friend of mine in my head right <laughs> saying yeah. like no it's not gonna happen so I walked out my dad was there he's absolutely incredible and he said Sharon you're doing it and you're gonna do it for your brother because we lost him this year and he loved the show. So we did it for Alan. And I feel like I'm such an anxious Eddie when it comes to, you know, pitching and stuff like that. Now I'm getting used to it now because I spoke to so many people. It's great. But um, I would be such an anxious Eddie and walking into that studio when I seen the dragons, there was like excitement and like, overwhelming calm and that's not me like you know so it, was, it came it was across rare. like that it came across like you were not only obviously talking about the company um but it just came across like you were telling your truth and telling your story like I mean I love that show I watch it all the time but you know having worked in the business for a while I also know that it's a tv show so you know there is those elements of entertainment that come as well and when you came in and started speaking it just felt instantly like okay this this is going to be something special and then of course you know when you started talking about your brother which must have been such a difficult thing to talk about it only came out as just like I said being your truth and becoming more honest and I'm sure that you felt everything that we could feel through the TV anyway that was coming from the dragons which was which was real support of Sharon I mean is that what you felt like when you were in the room it seemed like um they were just kind of gone for you you know yeah, they were lovely. Like my dad said to me when I went out of studio, like, so so were they were they really that bad? And I was like, No, they were total kittens. Forget about dragons. They were kittens. Like they were so lovely. Yeah. Um I had made the decision that it, you know, you look, you take me as you leave me. Like I, I'll always just be myself. I'm not a fake, I can't do fake. I have to just be myself. And that that was many years of, of therapy. <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah, just to kind of, you know, be myself, you know, I'm a working class Californian I you know will always be myself and I think that investors and are humans you know we're all human and like I think when you are just real and you don't try and put up a facade and you are true and you have a true mission and vision and obviously the figures are good and the business is doing well and it's been received well yeah it's a strong business so like we were in there for an hour and a half so they only show eight minutes Oh my God, yeah. an hour and a half. Yeah, my feet. Oh my God. Did they let you sit down? Jesus, man. feet, Oh my God. I was wearing the most gorgeous shoes from River Island, right? They were fab, yellow and pink, <laughs> and they were so funky, okay? But they were like, I think they were a size too small, or maybe I just got bigger over COVID, but they were killing me. Oh my God. This, this Just standing crazy. in the one spot being asked <laughs> questions for an hour and a half. I'd be like, this is great, Peter Jones. Thank you very much. Can I sit down now? Um, I have to ask about what he said. Obviously, he kind of mentioned the branding of the business. Probably one of the only, I suppose, constructive criticism that you could have gotten. Now, yeah. I would say Peter Jones is not the target audience. Um, that's obvious. Um, but, you know, he obviously knows business. So was that something that you, obviously you took it on board? Okay. This isn't a spoiler, by the way, like you can go and watch Sharon's episode. Um, yeah. But he, I mean, I disagreed with it because I I love the branding of it. You know, I think it's very simple. It's to the point. But is that something that you're going to, you know, consider with the business moving forward? Yeah, absolutely. Like I think, look, when an investor like that, like Peter Jones, who's who's built multi multi um, 
millionaire global brands, right? Yeah. You, you take it on the chin and you respect that they're giving you feedback and, you know, you don't take it personally because it's not personal. You know, it's, it's, it's not, great. Yeah. There's great it's learning not. in it. So what we did was um, after the show, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's a funny one because on the show, we had stock that was old stock and I had all these new designs. I had, Obviously, I knew I was going on the show, so I was working on all the branding and it was all nearly done and the, the actual samples for the show never never arrived. Right. So you can imagine, that's where the inner critic came from in the hairdressers. I was like, oh my God, I'm going on with all the wrong stuff. Like they're going to kill me. And they did, they did pick up on it. And that's that's fine. Sure, it's great TV. Yeah. And, and I, I was great. It was great for the feedback. But yeah, over the last few months, we've been working on the brand and with the dragons and we're going to be bringing out some beautiful pieces. And again, it's all around the messaging of that mental support and everything. So you, it's, it, you'll see, you'll see the involvement yeah. of the brand. It's great. And yeah. I mean, it's great to see that honesty as well, I suppose. But like just for anybody who hasn't yet caught the episode, do go back and watch it. But you walked out of there with two dragons with the investment that you were looking for. So I do want to ask about the next steps for the business and, you know, you kind of hinted at it there just really exciting things coming up can I ask I don't know if this is a stupid question is that lift a real lift do you actually go up in that lift or no is that a weird question to ask I've it's, always wondered it's not a weird question but you know I cannot say because oh my god you can't <laughs> say you signed a non-disclosure agreement about that lift haven't you I guarantee that's not a real lift I'm well, saying it. Look <laughs> For your listeners, you can make up your own mind, but I can't. I cannot say anything about that. So, look, just I'll put it this way: it was. Um, there's definitely suspense. Okay. So okay. We, you know, we have to I leave guess. that. And just to correct, just a little bit. So we actually got three dragons. So oh my got, god, you got three, three dragons! Three dragons on board. So we got Sarah Davies, who was my absolute dragon. I wanted. She's an incredible, and she's incredible in the US. We got gorgeous Tuka Sullivan, who's the retail guru, and we also got Tej Lavani. So and you got Tej Lavani. Yeah. So three dragons. My apologies. Unbelievable. So tell me about how it's been, because I feel like sometimes. You know, after Dragon's Den, especially with the really good success stories, you know, you'll hear about the business in the future when good things are happening. Also, at times you hear about it when it doesn't go as planned. Mm -hmm. um, so can you give us a little bit of insight into how it's been for you since emerging from the den and next steps for Peachy Bean? So after the den, the, the business exploded, as you can imagine, because we were just getting yeah. so much help from, from the guys. They've been incredibly helpful, uh, opening doors, opening the black book, as they would call it. And um, just the support, like they've built kind of scaled businesses. So they're really supportive in that, re in that way. We're calling them the dream team. Um, but we opened up our new UK um, fulfillment center and a UK business because of Brexit. We had to do that anyway. We were kind of forced to do that. But it was it was very um, welcomed just before Dragon's Den to launch the new UK website, new UK fulfillment yeah. center, and hopefully kind of connections and such with some UK online retailers in the coming months. Um, but from the Dragon's Den, it's so funny. We had like sales in the Philippines, US, Australia, all across Europe. And it's really validating the business even more. So hopefully now we're going to raise some more funds so that we can really invest in the business and create that amazing content in, in and around confidence and inner critic. And then just give all of the customers all what they've been looking for for so long, because, you know, we are not just women's leggings. We are so yeah. much more than that. And we have so many amazing products coming your way very, very soon. 100%. It's so exciting to see and it's so exciting. And I, it's really nice to see as well, just with the amount of work that you've put in, not just with Peachy Lean, but kind of going back 
to the tanning days, you know, to see the evolution of yourself as an entrepreneur as well. I mean, it's just outstanding work. I have to ask before I let you go, Sharon, Mm -hmm. imagine, right, a few years down the line, you got the opportunity to be sitting in that chair and to be a dragon yourself. Let's just say peachy lean, you know, and all the other businesses that I'm sure you're going to invest in, you know, just goes massively global. Would you be a dragon? Would you be into that? Would you like to be sitting in the chair? Oh my God, what a wonderful story that would make. Like, and I, I just got shivers when you said that and I opened my mouth really loud. So that just shows the reaction. That's the, oh, that's the ultimate dream. My dream, Neve, is to, like if someone, someone, an investor asked me recently, what's your dream? And my dream is to empower women and eventually men. And I'll always say men as well, because I am empowering men, believe it or not. But to believe in themselves enough to do what I'm doing, like to do it because it's so achievable or attainable for any woman. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what your education is. I went back to college at 33. It doesn't matter if you have kids. It doesn't matter what you've been through. If you believe in yourself and you make friends with your inner critic, you can do anything. So if I was given a chair on the Dragon's Den, that would be my ultimate dream to give that gift to women and men. To believe in themselves and uh yes I'd, I'd love that that's incredible well, I just got shivers there so oh. you've inspired me anyway Sharon and hopefully you'll inspire as well the people who are listening to this for anybody who is listening who wants to go and find out more about Peachy Lean Peachy Lean official on Instagram absolutely flying over there over 34,000 followers now at this point if you want to go and check them out on the website it's peachylean.com as well Sharon it's been an absolute pleasure and I hope we talk to each other in the future when we can we should you know I want to see you in stores all over the world and in person so that we're not all talking remotely in the future but I'm I'm so looking forward to seeing where Peachy Lean goes and thank you so much for your time today it's been an absolute pleasure oh Nave big big hugs and loves to you thank you so much you're just incredible thank you thank you